Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. This week we're going to talk about musicals and Rock of Ages and musicals. Remember those? Yeah. La la la. People breaking into song and all kinds <laughs> of mad la. shit like gat. My name is T. Christie. I'm sitting here next to Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trading Music Stokes. Hi. Four guys that you want to trust for every <laughs> single thought you have Hello. on the musicals. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Let me sing you a song that tells you how I feel about life right now. <laughs> Here's what I want. I want to talk about musicals. That's my favorite aspect I of musicals. I want redemption. Like musicals are the one genre where you get away with <laughs> speaking the subtext because yeah. you're singing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, and it, you know, it gets kind of tricky, but generally speaking, my favorite number in most musicals is the big I want number, but we'll get there in a second. Sure. Uh, do you want to start with Rock of Ages? Or do you want to... Yeah, this is a it. jumping off point. So are, we, uh, are Brian, we on this end of the couch the only two that Brian, see you haven't seen it, have you? I, yes, I have not seen it. Neither have I. Uh, Right. Uh, I thought I was the only one. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk to Trey and uh, and Michael, who both saw Rock of Ages. Uh, apparently, against their better angels, but liked it. What's wrong with you guys? What's going on here? <laughs> I was surprised. This summer, walking into a movie expecting not to like it and enjoying myself was a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> because the summer has been one opposite of that after another, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I like. I like 80s music. I like classic rock music. Yeah. And I saw the ads and I was like, well, that looks that was dumb as hell. But <laughs> yeah. but I like yeah. the music and it, it looks like fun. And it's kind of like a, a Moulin Rouge, but with the 80s music yeah. type of thing. But actually takes place in the 80s. And I, I wound up actually loving it. The, the, trailer, the trailer had just enough comedy to it that I thought, well, if they're having fun with it, then maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. Which turned out to be the case for me. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it, it reminded me a lot it's not a movie yet it might be at some point but there's a uh, there's a musical stage production called We Will Rock You which is a musical a story done entirely with queen music. Right. So they they well between Mamma Mia and Across the Universe. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I- exactly. I I I'm interested in those kinds of musicals where they take existing numbers. Yeah. And and craft a story around them to make those numbers make sense which, in in the context. Before of the across story. the universe, there was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, mm. which was famously awful. <laughs> um, you know, it's like until you've heard Stephen Steve Martin sing Maxwell Silver Hammer, you haven't really lived. But uh, that was that was like an atrocious movie. But um, with well, the, across with the, the Bee Gees, the Bee Gees subbing for the Beatles, you know. Cool. So. Across the Universe isn't a, a great film. I love Beatles, and I was super excited for hey, just a, a Beatles movie, awesome. Mm-hmm. And not so much because yeah. I mean, they, they, their attempt to craft a, a one story with a through line through it and then working in all these songs didn't work out well, so be, well. Because, so much. because probably because I, I never saw Across the Universe, but it seemed like it kind of was trying to be kind of serious about things. Whereas Rock of Ages is having fun with what they're doing with the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, when you've got a main female character whose name is Sherry Christian, you, you can name, you can name if, you know your, if you know your genre, you can name the two songs they're going to be doing. And in fact, they made a riff out of the whole, uh, the Sherry one, because th- did they ever actually sing was Oh it, wait, Sherry? Wait, hold on, was it Oh Sherry and Sister Christian? Sister Christian, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, so. Night Ranger. Didn't they, didn't they also, didn't they just, wasn't the running joke they never actually did Oh Sherry? They would start the the intro. Yeah. <laughs> they would start the intro with that little, you know, that little like the, someone's going to launch into Oh Sherry, but then they would get interrupted and never do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I don't think they ever actually sang it, but the opening number is Sister Christian. Yeah. Um, which was a little, I was, I was, during the Sister Christian number, which was the opening number, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is not going to be good." Yeah. But then they sort of they sort of pulled it out of the power dive, 
by by being so ridiculous with it that that I was like, yeah. okay, I, I, I mean, think when I, you, I think I see where they're going with this. When now. you get to the scene where you know Tom Cruise and this and this girl from Rolling Stone, who it's are Malin Ackerman, it's yeah. Malin Ackerman, who I did not recognize at all until about halfway. They're through. undressing each other, and he starts. He he's belting out, "I want to know what love is." At her ass, he's singing to like, her ass it's, like it's a microphone. Yeah, it's fantastic. And That's what I'm the, like. This movie is amazing. The joke with the tongue in that same song yes. where she's doing, "I want to know what love is." Is the same song, or they're doing a duet? They or do that. Like that. Yeah, that's but they're doing it. They're doing a medley or something like that. But there's this point where there's some famous song. I can't remember which riff of the song it is. Where someone kind of goes la la la, and she's doing it while sticking her tongue in his ear, <laughs> and so it comes out la 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 la. <laughs> she's actually doing. It's just it's full of these great little humorous bits. And it this, sounds like it has a somewhat of a John Waters vibe to it. It, 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 it is campy. It yeah, it's, it's very, very campy. campy. It's very campy, but it's actually the jokes are really legitimately funny. Yeah. I think that not to give away one of the best jokes, but I will just to give you a taste of it. <laughs> it's all you know, you the you know, it's like I said, if, if it's every musical ever made, it's like you're 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 coming, you're you're here a nobody, but you're going to be a star. It's that you know, yeah. it's all about the the rocky road. It's and, chorus line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's every you know, it's. 42nd Street. It's all those movies. Um, so the two main characters are these two young hopefuls who want to be, you know, rock stars, and it's all about how they try and fail. And, you know, so, it, it, you know, in the at the turning point of the third, at the beginning of the third act, when they're going to start to, you know, pull things back together again, they've hit rock bottom, and they're, they've come together again. They were together, but they broke up, and because of a misunderstanding, you know, again, all standard tropes. And and they come together again, and, and they haven't seen each other in a while, and she's all, like, whored out, and he's He's literally in a boy band now. <laughs> he was going to be a rocker, but because boy bands are becoming big, now he's in a boy band, so he's got the haircut. He's got the multicolored jacket on. Yeah, he's and, dressed like uh, the new kids on the block. He looks just, just like new very, kids on the block, and yeah. she looks like a hooker because she's a stripper now. And so they kind of like confess, and, and she goes, I'm a stripper. And he goes, I'm in a boy band. And she goes, wow, you win. So it's... Doing the story, but it's not taking itself very seriously. And, and, and Tom Cruise is just having the time of his life, clearly. And uh, the music is great. You know? So it's not Glee. No. no. I was expecting Glee. No. See, that's what, I, that's what I thought it was going to be, too, that it was going to be... And that's why I was against the movie, because I thought it was literally going to be... You know, it's a story in which people do a lot of singing, a la Glee, you know, because mm-hmm. Glee is sort of organically like, okay, now we're going to do a number for you, ta-da. But no, it's a legitimate musical where people... At any moment, we'll literally launch into song, standing there living their yeah. lives. We'll the songs just the song. happen to be journey songs and yeah, and exactly. kiss songs. So and it's stuff a, it's like a that. true it's a true musical, and I was like, you know, they don't do those anymore because it, it's such a weird form. Yeah, you know, it's it such is. a strange form, and and musicals for me are usually most successful when they are sort of seen through the prism of nostalgia, like. Okay, that's singing in the rain. That was made in the fifties. You know, that's yeah. the bandwagon. That's you know, looking o- at it as more Oklahoma, of a historical yeah. artifact. Back when they a... used to make movies like that, that they don't yeah. anymore because they don't make them anymore. The user just brought up Spice World. I haven't thought about Spice World in a long but, time. But I feel like Spice World is one of those movies. I saw Spice I, World and I was surprised I by saw, how much I liked it. I saw it. You know, who's surprised? Um, <laughs> but I saw. But as I recall, that was mainly. That wasn't really a legit musical because I mean they're they're a no no, a no. Band. that was a movie that had interspersed performances because it was this movie about a band yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so it wasn't like they but were it just had Mark bursting McKinney in, a song. in it it was I mean it was close to being kind of a, a female uh, hard day's night uh, yeah. in a way but but it wasn't a mu- I think what's what's happened between between this I guess Rock of Ages and Chicago. I guess Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, Mama Mama Mia. Mama Mia was yeah. a big thing. Came out. Um, and the producers. Which, Phantom of the Opera. 
Oh, well, yeah, actually, that, that was right out. before and Mamma Le, Mia. And Les Mis is coming out. And Les, Les Mis is yeah. coming out here in a second. Yeah, that's right. But so, then, but so, then you also have things like you have like you know the biggest thing on Broadway was Rent, which is a movie barely happened. Yes. You know, I didn't. I didn't think God, it that was movie a very... was five hundred and twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Long. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I I wasn't a big fan of the movie, and I'm a big fan of the show. I just didn't much yeah. care for the movie. I don't. I, I I actually felt the same way about Phantom of the Opera. I don't think either one you of them like was Emmy adapted Russell? very well. She was great. I was very I that that made me feel very disappointed in the movie because I'm like God they got such a great Christine and then Gerard Butler who I don't hate on principle but dude cannot sing so <laughs> well you know who else can't sing who Tom Cruise I don't know what the fuck they did to train him up so that he could sing for Rock of Ages but go back and watch Top Gun sometime and try to listen to him sing Everly Brothers he really yeah. literally cannot well, sing. Everly Brothers is a lot harder yeah than... Everly Brothers is hard <laughs> you like never that's, close that's this, your yeah. eyes yeah exactly that's this melody that there as opposed to he, he 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 successfully does the scream songs that he needs it's to actually do. it's it's actually more I, I find it more difficult to do songs where you're singing loudly than quietly because Everly Brothers tend to be uh, lower pitch kind of gospelly singing. Whereas, well, the, it depends the, the on your like, range. The Everly like the Brothers rock star be, stuff where you're like yeah. really, really up here. Mm-hmm. I can't do that at all. I have no ability to do loud singing songs like that at Take all. Me down and, to the very nice city. Yeah. Where exactly that kind of shit. I just can't do it. I was when I was listening no, to the that's trailer. That's really high. Axl Rose. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he's another a lot of people had to do some. Yeah. When I was listening to the trailer, they had some real like, singers too, like ex- uh, uh, Mary J. Blige um, well, she, yeah, has several yeah. numbers. She's great. Does Paul Giamatti sing? Please tell me he does. He doesn't. No, Damn. but he's but he's great as the sleazy eighties yeah, corporate uh, record you know, executive. Record executive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or he's, in, he's oh. the manager. He's oh manager. my god! Fucking elsewhere was right. It was yeah. Righteous Brothers. I said Everly Brothers. My bad. Wow. I, have dis- I have disappointed Everly my family. Wake Let me up, sing you the song of my people, Everly Brothers. But it's it it made me reflect on. They really so rarely make musicals. I mean, even the big, you know, the the big success of High School Musical and the umpteen sequels they made to that on television didn't translate into a glut of musicals no. in, in the theaters. You know, it just, we have and Mamma Mia, which was you know kind of an unexpected success. Well, we but got at the same time, we got I'm, Chicago and we got Rock of Ages and what else do we get? You well, know, as you know, a result. But you know why? And it's I mean, this is going to be no surprise to anyone in this room <laughs> or anyone that listens to down in front. But it's it's because musicals aren't a type of movie. They're 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 a genre. You can have good ones and bad ones. And there's an easy sure. one. I mean, you could well, say a musical came out <laughs> and it could be really awful. I mean, the reason that Little Shop of Horror is, is my favorite musical. The reason it's my favorite musical isn't because it's a musical. It'd be one of my favorite movies anyway. Sure. Uh, because every other aspect of it is coming in. As, I mean, as, well, the musical gives it a certain. Basically, it adds some canvas around the edges you don't, just to you have don't, more room to play with it. You don't but think about it's the ultimately fact, fun. Yeah, you don't think about the fact that it's a musical. You think about the fact that it's a movie. It's an endearing about story a about plant these weird people yeah. eating people and, 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 because yeah, it also it already sort of has a camp tone to it. So the musical isn't like a big departure. But I'm 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 talking about the fact that you know back in the heyday, the golden age of Hollywood. You know, studios were known for the things for 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 making the kinds of movies they made. Universal made horror movies. Right. Warner Brothers made gangster movies. MGM made musicals. Musicals would come out every damn week. You know why I think? Now we're lucky. We're, we're it's surprising if we see a musical once a year. We're I mean, getting two in this. The know, Wizard of Oz year. is a musical. Yep. Uh, yeah. But my my theory about that is just that a lot was, of those that movies. Was years ago. The heyday the heyday of the MGM musical era and Wizard of Oz and all the others. That's right in the Depression. I wonder if that was just well, sort all the way of th- a... through the fifties. They were still cranking out music, yeah. really? singing in the rain, hey, and singing in the rain, oh, band, the... oh, bandwagon, yeah, 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 yeah. My Fair Lady, uh, because even in the sixties and seventies, we had Doctor Doolittle's a musical. You yeah, know, My Fair Lady. Holy what? shit, it was. Yeah, what we're... just happened to my brain? Yeah, <laughs> there were songs in that. When... Oliver, Oliver won Best Picture in, well, yeah, in that, the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so was King and I? King and I was fifties, late fifties. Late fifties. No, I I I previously had thought 
prior to you making that point that it was just a sort of a, a combative stance against the depression just sort of a let's give them chorus lines and girls and singing and it's fun it's happy go to the movies for an escape well that was just the movies in general that, that's yeah, why I mean, they that, were that wouldn't be confined and, to the musical genre yeah. yeah but it's just it's a genre that's I would almost say is effectively dead now because yeah, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, well, yeah, it's getting to the point where it's as rare as it's 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 probably the only genre that used to be a staple that's even more rare as westerns. That's true. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, well, I was I was going to say. I mean, I would I would have said the same thing until two minutes ago when you rattled off the la- the list of musicals <laughs> in the last ten years. We forgot Sweeney Todd. Someone in the chat room put out Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's actually. I mean, it's not. It's oh, they and hairspray. I liked hairspray. Hairspray. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, exactly. it's, it's not. But again, this a, is, it's not this a is long by list. the Rock of Ages. Guy. This is Same guy. All of that. That whole list is a tiny list compared to how many musicals they used to make. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same as westerns. Of... Westerns used to be a weekly thing. You know, it's like let's go see the western this week. And, and now we have three ten to Yuma and <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. And yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And they both tanked. So but I always thought of musicals not as being something where I'm going to go. It's not like seeing I'm going to go see a Ted Demi movie. It's I'm going to go see a musical. A Ted Demi movie you have some expectation based on what you're talking about. It's going to be something like what he's done before. But musicals can be fucking anything. An interesting. Uh, I, I mean, um, Docsub in the chat room brings up that. That Tangled is a musical, oh, no. and I was about to go off on a whole thing about Disney. Well, just in in general, animated movies, maybe because animated movies are still are often musicals, we just don't think about them that way. Well, Alan Menken, yeah. Robert Ashton, Tangled. How many examples are there really? Well, recently no. not as many, but in the in the Disney resurgence in the late eighties and early nineties, Ashman and Menken came in and said, "Why did we stop doing these movies like they were like the theater productions? Because those two guys, they brought them in, and they were both." They're both stage Broadway musical writer True. guys. And we Previously had, we had that run. We had The Lion King. We well, had, we had it's Beauty and the Beast. If we I had... recall correctly, it started with Little Mermaid. Then it went like uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty Beast, Aladdin. Lion King. Uh, Lion King was in there. And that was when Ashman died. And yeah. they brought in Tim um, Rice to help out Milton Johnson. That, that whole run, yeah. But um, that run, it was um, great. It was fucking outstanding. It was Hercules and... Uh, Hercules was another element. Hercules and, 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 and Mulan. And Mulan and, and the other one we're missing, uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Amp- well, Emperor's New Groove isn't a, really a musical, though. There's a couple songs. There's a couple songs. They're, they're, yeah, there's less so. But they just brought still... in Tom Jones to be fucking. T- but Emperor's like, New Groove is the tail end of yeah. that movement. There were actually there it's, were gonna yeah, be if now. you um, if you can find it online, it's still it's still out there. But there's a a it's documentary called The Sweatbox. I I found it, it was taken down off the official channels, but you can still find it if you do some digging. It's called The Sweatbox. It's about an hour long, and it's a documentary about the. The process of it, and it was going to be a full-blown musical. They brought in Sting, and he wrote a bunch of songs. Pay attention to Mike because you want to watch what he's talking. About. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it shows how things change, and they, you know, fired the original director and brought someone new in, and it kind of changed directions, and it became where the Tom Jones song that bookends the film is now the only remaining the thing. thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're also, we're also forgetting Tarzan, huge musical. Oh, Tarzan yeah. with Phil Collins, yeah. yeah. With and to, South Park has come up several times we'll, in the chat room. We'll get there but, in a second. Yeah, yeah, so, go ahead. See, it's weird because now we can, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I think there's just fewer musicals that people don't remember. So they just remember every single <laughs> musical tends to be good. So it's all tentpole or something. But with regards to The Sweatbox, real, real quick, it's very interesting. It's a little, it's, I think it's actually about 80 minutes long. It's a little longer than an hour. And it was shot by Sting's wife. And it oh, started, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah. It was shot by Sting's wife. And it was part of, or girlfriend or whatever their relationship is and it was it's gonna sting. be a thing it's weird i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it's tantric could have been yeah. his wife or his girlfriend whichever one it was yeah or both <laughs> and it was going to be a thing where uh 
oh, I'll film you while this happens. This will be great. We're making a new Disney movie. This will be great. And she actually captured over the course of this project, because Emperor's New Groove was really famously dogged by awful, awful production halts and restarts and rewriting and all that stuff. Uh, right. It was, it, a, it was really originally called, like, Empire of the... Of the Sun. Under the Sun. Under the... Something like that. I don't know. And Empire it, of the Sun is a Spielberg a movie, where, but anyway. Basically, you're watching Sting's wife shoot this behind the scenes shit and interviewing animators and the directors that got fired and shit like that all the way through until the end of the thing where it's an entirely different movie and Sting's not even fucking involved and all this and it's it's a really interesting insight into the way that Disney works on a on a level that they don't usually tell you about in the DVD features and stuff like that which is why they suppressed this one yeah. <laughs> yeah, in any case so but, it's kind of like a, a Troy Duffy overnight thing where it's like wait this is, this is it's, it's closer to and they actually captured this horrible horrible it's, event it's a bit closer to Lost in La Mancha in some way except that the film got finished but it was completely different from it's completely different from the one that they're talking about at the beginning of and the, by the way the thank thing. god because we here at down in front are hearty endorsers of the yeah i love Emperor's new group yeah. in any case but, but it is certainly not the movie that they wanted to make i going have so in. much to say about disney musicals but <laughs> i'm actually not that good myself uh and it's weird because uh, uh among folks that we know and on the forum i'm, I'm thought of as a musical ish guy but i really don't know shit about musicals <laughs> I, I, I don't like theaters i don't like going into theaters i don't like seeing stage productions and I, I just have trouble with it. It gives me weird panic attacks. It's an anxiety thing. <laughs> and I can't do it. I just can't do that shit. I've seen... I saw Stomp, which is not a musical. No, that uh, doesn't really count. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. Like, that's really it. I don't even go to concerts. Well, you saw Hedwig, but you didn't know what you were getting oh, into. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Did you that see hit- that live? Yeah. Oh, wow. You saw the show? I Well, a show there's a whole. There's a sure. whole... If you want to take 45 seconds, I'll tell you what happened. But I lost my mind, and I... That was the thing that I was like, I don't think I like things. I hate things. <laughs> Did you see? That was like my first week in LA. By oh the no, way. the guy playing Hedvig was fucking awesome. So you saw the show and not a, like a shadow cast of the movie. It wasn't Correct. a shadow cast. Yes. Okay. It, it was, was an like a little. Production. It was just okay. like a little box theater production. It yeah. was a great production, and I lost my mind. I freaked out. Chloe was next to me, and my hand was like digging these big <laughs> ruts into her wrist while I'm just holding her hand, like screaming in my mind, trying to. Oh, it was fucking bad. And then, like, Hedvig came up, like, to the guy next to me and put her dress over his head and shit, and I was just Oh, the car wash? Yeah. I was just losing... Oh, (laughs) dude, it just kills me. It's a whole other thing. That's psychological. That's not musicals. But fucking it. I can't do that shit. But I don't really know much about stuff. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing Les Mis because I've never seen it on stage. I've had the soundtrack my whole life. In fact, the only musical I've ever seen live... See, I can't do that, but... Go ahead. The only musical I've ever seen live was uh, an off-Broadway show called Forever Plaid, which I love. Hmm. Forever Plaid's a great musical about 50s acapella groups. Hmm. I, I cannot... I have found, and I like I like musicals. Um, I don't quite... I don't really understand them in a certain way. Like, I don't understand the mentality that goes, I'm going to tell this story through song. Like, I don't, get, I don't get how you look at Little Shop of Horrors, which was a movie originally, which was a, a crappy little Roger Corman movie that you know they made in two days. You know what this needs? The plant needs to sing. <laughs> That's what this needs. And it totally fixes it. That is what it needed. <laughs> but I never would have made that <laughs> that uh, that there's, leap. There's a suspension of disbelief thing. I mean, I think I, I think culture is cumulative in a certain sense that our suspension of disbelief becomes a higher standard culturally as time goes on. Like we buy less shit automatically uh-huh. as as culture progresses. So I think it's harder to sell the fact that these people will burst out into song randomly. But that well, today then at it least was that's how people right now feel. Yeah, for yeah. for yeah, me that it's a harder sell. Not for me that shit. part's not difficult. I just don't I I, I just can't think in terms of I'm writing going to have the right. of writing a musical right. exactly. Um but I I 
I de- cannot listen to the soundtrack to a musical that I haven't seen because if I don't know the context of the songs, I just have no patience. Oh, that's for all it. I have for Book of Mormon, and it's in town now. I'm, not, I'm still not going to see it. I would love to. Oh, see I'm it. totally going to go. I would I would literally watch the recital footage of Book of Mormon. I would love to watch the back of the theater uh-huh. video camera recording just so I could see the context. But if you put me in, a, in the theater, if you put me in a seat, I'm going to lose my mind and start worrying about <laughs> fucking sick Semper Tyrannus and shit. I, I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> this is something I, I have never, no idea what's going I on over there. I was never aware of this. I, I have a whole thing about... Brian was there for the head thing. And I, I don't understand. I think I, I want to understand I, this I, now. I was there and I still because don't understand. I would, mu- I would much rather see a musical in the uh, theater actually, than on film because yeah. I well, think see, in the I, theater I, it works I, for me. I, well, my understanding of it was that it was like a, a participation thing. It's like a Rocky Horror head thing. You don't want the... It's one of my favorite anecdotes But if you're in the back row of Les Mis, I don't see how that anxiety carries over. Les Mis isn't going to get up in your face. No, yeah. it's a slightly no. different thing. But uh, well, I'll tell you this: uh, if you if you wanted to to know a bit about me, and this is one of those things where it's sort of a formative experiences happen when you're really really young, and then it screws you up somehow <laughs> in a way that you wish you could correct for. But I know you we've just had this can't. conversation because we talked about that time I got pulled on stage, and I you know, still had that. <laughs> you've heard dark this. You've heard, you've heard this story before. Did we tell? Did we do, that, did we do that on the air? I don't think so. No. I don't, okay, no, well, no, you no. tell yours, and then I'll but share here's mine. Here's what happened with me. Okay, I, my, there's evidence uh, of mine on the internet. This com- one's going to a weird place. Yeah, who knew musicals would bring us such Topics. Go on. They're Musicals are happy time. All right, now think of it this way. Think of it this way. All the stuff you know about me now happens almost despite this anecdote. But this happened when I was very young. Uh, one of my, uh, you know how you have family members, but they're not really your family members, but your family has been so close to them since you were a kid that they're like, this is my grandma, even though she's not, that kind of shit. My, that kind of aunt who I'd grown up with and seen all the time, who lived out in Las Vegas, at the time that I was growing up was in her late 20s, early 30s, and she was one of the premier Marilyn Monroe impersonators on the planet, and she worked at the Legends show out in Vegas, at Harris or wherever okay, it is. Now it's starting to come back Remember to me. Remember this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so they do yeah. this whole thing where it wasn't even, a, it wasn't a musical production, it was just, you know, a fucking stupid stage basically vaudeville where they come out and do acts and a, a Roy Orbison lookalike would come out and do crying and Elvis would do his thing and the Beatles would come out and do a song and all that shit and she was the Marilyn Monroe I was five years old I was out visiting my family and she had said to my mom you and Teague should come out and, and, and do this show it'll be really fun and you'll have a good time with it and she set us up with like a seat right in the front with like you know the little table and there's a little circle booth so you're sitting right there in front of the stage and at one point I'm five years old I have no concept of what's happening and I don't associate Marilyn Monroe up on that stage the scary blonde lady with my aunt I just think that's a woman I have no idea what's going on uh the spotlight at one point follows her down the steps over to our table and she just grabs me and takes me <laughs> onto Mom? the stage or something like she grabs me by the hand i wanted to duck under the table i was freaking out because i thought i was being abducted or something i had no idea what was going on i didn't know if she owned me now i didn't know what was happening <laughs> you've now been inducted into the carney yeah. code well it happened in vegas son <laughs> so you're staying in vegas tomorrow you're appearing as michael jackson that's yeah. how it works anyway it was it was i had had this this individual unrelated problem with musicals and and, and uh, interactive theater for a long time and I had that anecdote and it was Chloe my girlfriend who put it together and said it's probably because that should happen I'm like that is the gayest PTSD ever <laughs> Marilyn Monroe shocked me at a live theater what <laughs> that's but unfortunate that's, that's parts of that and there's other things in addition to that but that's part of the reason why to, to the, uh, that's why Hedvig didn't work for me is because when people come off the yeah, stage and start yeah. with that me, one is oh super, god here yeah. he comes yeah. oh, exactly no. here it comes <laughs> it's gonna t- take me away from <laughs> this my transvestite family. is going to take me <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough when it was Marilyn Monroe now it's a guy <laughs> anyway but that was that's that's the Marilyn either half of it is just random you know anxiety and, and, and bullshit stuff but that's a big influence on why I just don't like going to live theater at all, especially intimate concerts and things like that. I can't do it. Ah. I can do it. I can literally be the guy who says, everyone come watch me do a thing poorly, 
but I can't be the guy who sits there because I don't know what you expect of me. And I just freak out, and I hope that you don't come and take me onto the stage. <laughs> wow. So okay. that's, that's the bond that we share, because when you, I remember, I don't think we were doing the show at the time. But yeah, I think it was on a it drive. Was, we were hanging around. No, I think we were, it was here, because we went to the internet to, to get the, the proof. Oh, I oh, remember that. Right. I remember that. We I think we were just ha- you, lounging around here after a show and just kind of yeah. hanging out and talking. And, and got I remember on, this now. Got yeah, onto yeah. this kind of topic, and, and I said, I had, it's like, it's like the uh, third rock from the song, the same thing happened to me, <laughs> uh, where... I I started I the the context of that was I said well I remember that when I was I forget how old I I, I couldn't remember how old I was I was like maybe six or seven was my guesstimate and there was a there was a children's theater in Nashville Tennessee where I was where I was growing up and and you know you would see like you would buy like a season pass and you would get to see like four shows or five shows you know I'm gonna go to the theater every couple of months you'd go to the show and they'd do a you know there'd be a new show and uh, and I remembered clearly. This one time when there was this show that was happening where it was all about this house full of ghosts and, and it was a kind of a wacky comedy musical. I don't, I don't know if it was actually was a musical or if there was just this musical number in it. I don't think it was a real musical. But at the end, the ghosts, there's a big dance party scene and all the characters who are these different ghosts um, dance. But they reach down and me and my mom were sitting in the front row of the theater and they reached down and they grabbed people out of the audience <laughs> and they grabbed both me and my mom and pulled us up on stage. And I was not anticipating this and i'm you know was not happy about it and i had to dance with this like girl ghost and my mom was dancing with this dude ghost and i was just like please let this be over please let this end soon and then they let me you know they put us back down and i remember we were sitting here and what was great about it was it's a great torture i said then i said and the name of the show to this day Decades later, the name of the show, it sounds insane, but the name of the show is I Sincerely Doubt That This Old House Is Very Haunted. You can Google <laughs> it and with, find with, well, the thing. And I was like, that seems like that can't possibly be the title. But wait, we live in the age of the internet, and we did it. This happened in real time, as those of us who were here. I got up like, the computer, looking at the big screen, and I typed in, I sincerely doubt that this whole house, and Google went, is sincerely haunted? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then we hit on click, and there, was, there it was—the the children Nashville Children's Theater page with their archives of every production they've ever done. There it is, June nineteen sixty-seven. I sincerely doubt that this whole house. So we literally day and dated the day <laughs> that I decided I never wanted to go to be on stage ever again in my life. And this um, is how it became that Trey would be a techie. Yeah, that's that's why I like to be. I like. I'm a puppeteer. I'll, I'll do. Any I'll, I'll direct. I'll be a puppeteer. I'll be. A, I'll be. I'll do lighting. I'll pull the drops. I'll do whatever. As long as it doesn't have to be fucking me on the stage, I'm. I'm there. But put me on stage and it's over. Interesting. I yeah, actually. See, I actually uh, have. You know. I've. I've done musical theater. I actually joined my church choir because they did musical theater productions. You know, twice a year, just so I could be in the like the secular shows, shows like secular movie. Or? Yeah, yeah. They weren't. I, I mean, they do like the Nutcracker or Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, they did that. They did that. <laughs> no, they did do those one, ones a couple times, but they also did. Pretty, you know, risque. They they just Damn did. Yankees. Uh, yeah, they did Damn Yankees. <laughs> they did other. You know, nice. Wait, the super group um, with Tommy Shaw from Sticks. What? Um, <laughs> never mind. Nice. Can you take me high? Never mind. Never but, mind. And uh, the huge. Uh, you know, it was it, they were they were fun. Uh, we never did anything big because we weren't like a big thing. We couldn't really afford the licensing. But uh, um, yeah, so maybe that's why I because I because I was expecting to go on stage. Maybe that's why that never. <laughs> well, that no, I mean at this point me. I have no problem. As you all know. Uh, I will interminably sit at the piano and just sing while other people are trying to do things. <laughs> yes, I have no we prob- know. I have no problem with that. 
Uh, I think the reason I don't have a problem with that is because for a while there, when I was in my teenage years, I was paying all of my bills and I paid my way through Dave's school and bought all my camera shit uh, doing balloon animals at restaurants, which is very much a, you walk up to a table, you have to make them like you, you're performing, you do five minutes, they give you five bucks, you walk to the next table. And I did that thousands and thousands of times. And that sort of ingrains uh, less of a, oh God, this sucks reaction and more of a, I got this reaction mm. so i don't have any problem with being on stage it's just the concept of a fucking musical number coming <laughs> at me and the tick ah, ah. For, forcibly putting you on stage when you w- didn't show up for that purpose i didn't plan on this i don't know what <laughs> yeah. to do i don't have my balloons anyway but that's <laughs> that would be the way to go though it's like you get pulled up on stage during Hedwig. you just whip out your balloons and say all right fine motherfucker let's go let's do this you want to dance showdown <laughs> you need a penis well, there you go there you go this one looks like a french poodle there you go quit your bitching pal come on anyway, let's, drag, let's drag this back let's drag this back to musicals now brian you've been curiously absent from the conversation at large are you a fan of musicals do you not care yeah. at all the one actor in the bunch oh yeah well i felt bad just now because i was like I like to act as a kid. I like to act, and that's all I have about that. Um, I like musical. I really like Chicago. I remember watching Chicago in college. I the play or the movie, the movie or the band. <laughs> oh man, Chicago. I saw Chicago a bunch of times in theaters. I loved it. Yeah, no, Chicago is great. Yeah. Uh, I like the movie Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen the show. I've, I, I'm only referring to the movie. Yeah. I like him. I, that's really the depth of my opinions on musicals. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, I am really excited to see at some point the Spider-Man musical. Oh my god! Just, yeah. just to see what I want to see. But now it's but now it's good. It's been fixed. I want to, but but I want to see like I mean, separate from the idea of a musical, I just want to see either that train wreck or that tale of redemption. I want to see that it. meta tale of redemption. I hope somebody was documented that. Fucking yeah. documentary yeah. camera. I, yeah. Because I will, I will kickstart the shit out of that. If someone has that footage and wants, you to know put they do, but it's probably the same thing. No one, no one in power wants it to be seen. Yeah. It was uh, that was enough of a boondoggle that uh, yeah. it was such an embarrassment for so long, man. Oh. But now that it's you know, it has the happy ending now. So you yeah. think that the powers would be as long as there's the happy ending, the powers that that well, be should be okay with you know, telling the story. Speaking, speaking of, we were talking about the Beatles earlier when I was doing the Yellow Submarine Project. Um, that they right around that time. Um, there's a, a Beatles documentary called, I guess it's called Let It Be, is what it's called. It's about them preparing for a concert, one of their very last concerts. And it was this famous film that wasn't being seen for, for decades and decades because the Beatles wouldn't allow it to be seen. Hmm. Because oh, it was yeah, all about yeah. them arguing and having a hard time, you know, Coming you know, doing doing it, you know, it wasn't a fun, like wacky, you know, hey, we're putting on a show. It was them arguing and having, you know, trouble and, I you know, hate all, you, all Paul. That, exactly all that kind of stuff. And so for years, the movie was released, but then the then Apple, you know, and the Beatles organization pulled it back and fucking and, Steve Jobs and wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't <laughs> let it be shown. Um, and then they decided years and years later, like just, you know, back when I was right when I was working with them, that they were finally going to release it again and it was this big thing because let it be had been unseeable for for decades and i was talking to neil aspinall who's the guy who ran apple at the time and and uh, and he said you know you know at the time we thought it was really uh you know embarrassing and really reflected badly but you watch it now and you go that's just a band getting ready for a show yeah. <laughs> you know they were like they weren't they didn't find it so like you know they they weren't such being such you know careful caretakers of their you know oh we're just some fun lads from Liverpool it's like no this is what it's like to put on a big concert you know with all these different creative people and you know and the arguments that seem so oh we can't let the world see that we had these arguments it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of cool to see that we had work. these arguments did anyone you know, that's see the job did anyone see shine a light was that like that at all 
I, I did not know. Oh, no one saw it here. So maybe I could have sworn, Mike, that you would. I, I I would have guessed you hadn't seen Wicked, and I could have sworn you'd heard Wicked. Uh, no, I had not heard Wicked. I I just saw Wicked uh, at the beginning of this year. Oh, um, but okay, I had, cool. I had not uh, I had not because it was just here, right? Yeah, because it was it was just here. But I I think Which I given, may have I mean, heard the music in Wicked is Wizard of Oz fans. Yeah, I mean, I would have. Imagined you would have been on that train a lot sooner. Well, he just likes Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. No, I have a weird, I have, I have a weird thing. On top of the uh, the not being able to to, you know, think of things in terms of musicals, I have this weird thing where I hear of a new musical and I'm like gun shy of it because I'm like I'm probably gonna hate it and I don't want to have the experience <laughs> where I see a musical I hate. So I'm just not. But seriously, because I'm such a big Wizard of Oz fan, like. People were telling me, like, both my mom and my dad were like, I will buy you a ticket. You have to see it. <laughs> so I eventually, I finally did, and I did. I loved it, but I was... Uh, That's like yeah. me with a, you know, I'm a big fan of Mormonism. So <laughs> sure. you know, The musical actually took a, Did you ever read the book? Because the musical yeah. took a departure from the book. A huge departure, yeah, definitely. It basically throws out the entire second half of the book. That's right, because I read the book, and I loved the soundtrack. I haven't seen the musical. Ah, <laughs> yeah, and how has that not been made into a movie yet? Yeah. I, Surely someone's optioned that. But. And well, people are not going to do it all goth and fucked up. Actually, actually, it's in, I, well, I, isn't it like I read about political. It. I mean, is mm, it the book? Is the the movie yeah, not so much? I I read up on it, and apparently, the book had been optioned as a for a movie first, and then and then one of these people that I can't comprehend showed up and mm. went. Hey, it's optioned by Universal. Showed up to Universal and went, "Hey, could I make a musical of it instead before you make your movie?" They're like, "Fuck it, we're not doing anything with it right now, sure." And so he did, and it became a big thing. So now it was going to just be a straight adaptation of the book, but now if it ever becomes a movie, it's actually going to be the musical. Probably in the chat room, um, who was it? Owen Ward points out the producers. We forgot the producers. Yeah, they—that's another one like Little Shop, where it's like movie, musical, stage musical. Movie, movie again, yeah, exactly. yeah. musical movie. The producers was a ri- originally a it was it was a Gene Help Wilder, yeah. Mel, uh, Mel Brooks. Mel, it was Gene a, Wilder's in it, but it's it a was Mel Brooks. Brooks film with Gene Wilder and who's I don't remember his Zero Mostel. Thank you. And then later, then it became, it, it became a, a musical, Broadway musical. And Mel Brooks l- adapted it into a musical. Later, later, it became a movie musical. It's not a, a good movie. movie. That Mel Brooks did the Nathan movie. Lane one. The, the yeah, the Lane musical. The, because it was it was done by. The the stage director directed the right, movie, right. yeah, and it has it that feeling of stagey. Right, it yeah. felt exactly like, stage. like everyone's playing. Everyone's playing very, very, very broad. Like they're still on the they're Broadway still going stage. For the back I'm row. sorry. Wait a yeah. second. Nathan Lane, which yeah, playing broad. Yeah, I know. Bitch, please. And that yeah. would and that it's would, like John Leguizamo. That would he went be a little okay. bit this time. Shockingly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I, I think that would almost be okay so if that were the style. Yeah. But it doesn't. It also doesn't feel like a movie. It feels yeah. like they took the stage and just plopped the camera right on the yeah. edge. Of some, it. Oh, and yeah. some people have said that actually movie musicals can can turn out better if. You don't have the same cast. You don't have that person who's played it ten thousand times. Right, right. Who does? This is how I do it. This is no. it. This is how I do the number. This is it. You know, don't. How can you have me do it some other way? This is how the movie. This is how the music d- I've goes. I've done this. I've done yeah. it this way eighty-seven. times I know what already. I'm doing. You know, using yeah. the producers as an example. Yeah. I would say that applies to Matthew Broderick. That does <laughs> no. not apply to Nathan Lane. But then again, I would watch Nathan Lane read the fucking phone book. True, true enough. I just love that guy so much. Now, but the, with producers, with, with regards to talking about how they stage it like it's just a recital and they put the camera in the middle of the stage and got that shot from that angle, uh, for the whole, like the most famous number from producers is Springtime for Hitler, and most of that number in the movie is literally on stage. Right, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's when it's not well, supposed well, to be and that on stage. Exactly. That number, is, like that number is literally in the original movie, yeah. too. Right, exactly. You but know. when you get to the point where it's like, Okay, this this is literally inherently an on stage number. Then the stage director is like, 
Got it. Yeah. But when you try to make a movie out of the you know interim, basically the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> you get the problems you get. I don't. It, does anybody else feel the way? I, I think I kind of. I feel like I can be much more on board with a musical when it's already coming from a world's. You know, the story is already about show business or about people in that world already, like the producers or somehow has an intrinsic link to why it's being sung. Line. Exactly. Like there's something you know thematic and genre built already built into the foundation of why. Oh yeah, yeah. This exists in this world. I don't know. I just accept it. Can it. Help. I, I, it can kind of ease you in, but it, but then Little Shop has nothing to do yeah. with music. I mean, we've I, just yeah. And I'm you know I, love I agree Little with Shop you as well. But I agree with you, and I'm simultaneously at odds with you. We've talked. I mean, we've we've talked about. Uh, I think it's come up when we've done you know movies with martial arts fight scenes. It's like there's a certain kind of movie where it's like that's people can just do that. Anyone yeah. on the street, any hobo can just get up and whoop ass like <laughs> and that and stand on somebody else's sword. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of this world. But then you that do they it in priest, in. and you go, that's bullshit. Yeah, and then it, so so the musical is almost part of the part of the magic bean. It's like people just express themselves in song in this world, and I just that that's. For me, that's just something. If I, if I'm caught off guard by something I didn't know was a musical, I might have a problem, right? I I might have that moment where I'm like, oh, I, okay, um, but going in knowing it's a musical, I I don't know. That's just a an aspect, a trope, I it's, guess, it's or whatever a, that well, I just it's, accept. You're, you're you're you've already made that suspension of disbelief contract yeah. with the movie. You're like, okay, I. Whatever yeah, else I'm you're about, on, I'm signing on the dotted line that I know this is a musical. And, so and whatever gonna... else you're about, their songs. The, I get the it. Muppets was a musical, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And the actually, Muppets certainly was. So was. And the, I mean, the the Muppets, the Muppet movie was too. Wasn't but then, yeah, yeah. there's a Muppet But there's obviously a there's obviously an air of surreality of it's already a Muppet. Muppets in general are already very fourth wall breaking. In in I have. Uh, I was actually just in Disney World. We, I mean, we had the kind of this conversation about the Muppets. About I know Mike disliked it because he <laughs> felt it was too fourth wall breaky. But I went and did the uh, Muppet 3D thing. That's uh, different. I like this. that. That's older, and I like that one. Yeah, well, but it's but. good. But it's well, you have a problem with the Muppets because they break the the fourth wall too much. But I gotta like you feel like they do it more. I think than it, they've done it in the past, and I don't. No, think so. no, it's a different. It's a different thing. It's it's anyway. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. totally off topic. But yeah. anyway, they. I understand that that's something they do. It's it feels different in the Muppets than the the other ways that they've mm, done it. I don't know about that, but what they're I, not they're not in on the joke the way they are in the other movies. I feel like well, one of the well, I don't know if I agree with that because one of the the moments I love most fight, in the fight, new fight. <laughs> the new Muppets movie is actively acknowledging the fact that they're in the musical genre. And one of my the greatest lines in the movie, I think, is. You know, uh, Jason Siegel sings the whole song about how they have to they go on the adventure with and get the Muppets back together and do the plot of the movie, and then uh, what is her name? Amy Adams, which whoever uh-huh. she is, yeah. uh, she's trying to talk him out of it for whatever reason, and he's like, I I can't. I've already decided. I just got done singing a whole song about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to do it now. I've committed myself to it. And, the ch- and that's something you I don't think you've ever seen in musicals before, like acknowledging yeah. in that way. Well, that's, that's kind of the well, way. That's that kind of the way song, you have but- to. Or at least people believe that you have to do a musical now is you have to be ironic about it. You have right. to be, yeah, yeah. a self-aware, Self, yeah. postmodern kind of aspect to it, yeah. And it the, was chat- a, the, the Muppets is an ironic movie in the way that the other Muppet movies are not. I think that's mm. what it is for me. Okay. In the chat room, there's a, a conversation, a minor controversy going on about whether or not uh, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie is a musical. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
Uh, you First lose. Of all, it's you Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, folks. Thank you very much. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, it's the new the, one, right? It's yeah. Yeah, okay. the old one is Willy Wonka. The new one's yeah. Charlie. The, the book, no, end, the book, end, the book is uh, called Charlie. It is certainly yeah. a musical. Now, here's but the, the distinction that I think is being honed in on by the guy in the chat that thinks it's not a musical. I'm not going to name you, big damn artist. <laughs> um, I think the distinction that you're drawing in on is the motivation and the sort of transition into singing and out of singing because I think traditionally one expects that a musical will have sort of a, like a build-up and then everyone's doing a song now. Uh, no, whereas, it's all solos. Whereas in, in that movie, it's, it's very Olympus. much like, sometimes it'll even be like Quiet Asides, like the mother's song. It, it's a song that's completely fucking superfluous to the movie, but it's the best melody in the entire film next to Pure Imagination. Is the song that lady, the mom sings when Charlie's walking away all dejected and she's stirring the fucking laundry with a oar. And she sings her little song for a second there, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's just an aside. But it doesn't have that feel of everything transitions up into the musical number now. It's not like a Chicago kind of musical. But I always associate musicals or um, stories wherein songs happen constantly. I always associate um, if people are just kind of singing all the time-ish, but there's not really a big no- – like you couldn't put it on a CD in the same way that you would with a song – I always think of those more as operas. Yes, that's. I was going to say yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. Those are more opera-ish. Now, Willy Wonka doesn't apply. I think Willy Wonka still falls, even with that in mind, on the musical side of things. But operas, I would associate, for instance, even though Sweeney Todd, I think, is officially a musical, whoever decides that, it still strikes me as more opera-y, where they, they sort of sing for, for long periods of time, where the music that they're singing actually functions more like the score Mm-hmm. Where it's it's not necessarily a formed chord progression-y thing as much as it is just a a moody string. Well, just music. instead of talking, they sing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean that, that's the def- that's the definition definitional difference between a musical and an opera. A musical is a play with songs in it interspersed. Mm-hmm. An opera is they just sing yeah. everything. Opera is they they only sing. Yeah, yeah, all they do is sing. The the idea of yeah the the yeah because you mentioned the one is is the idea that. It sort of has to, yes, we're aware that we're a musical and we're sort of apologizing for the fact that we're a musical by <laughs> yeah. making fun of the fact that we're a musical is, is seems to be the more modern way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and, as opposed to a different one, you mentioned Chicago and Chicago gets away with it because the characters aren't, there's two levels of things happening in Chicago. One is the real world. The other is this it's fantasy, fantasy world yeah. where the musicals are happening. But none of those musicals are actually happening. Right. Right. They're fantasy sequences. In the, in the movie. That's how they justify yeah. it in the movie. It's yeah. a straightforward musical in the, in the theater. Yeah. You kind of have to. Now, there are basically three ways of looking at it when it comes to musicals. You've got your straight up sound of music-y Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Disney movie musicals where all of a sudden it swells into there's a musical a, number. It's a great musical, too. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Aside it's from awesome. The Old Bamboo, which is a great number, but I'm still not sure why it's in the movie. I mean, I understand... Just to show what the fuck Dick Van Dyke can dance, well, he's amazing. Basically, yeah, but it gets to the point in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang where it's like, okay, in the, in, in the script it said in one sentence, and then Dick Van Dyke eludes the guys that are chasing him because he cut his hair wrong. <laughs> the Old Bamboo. What?! She just did. They had uh, they had a song called "Old Bamboo" and they wanted it's, to put it in a movie. So it's the equivalent of a chase scene in a movie. It's just, just you do it. You just it have there. it. You just do it. It's, it's a great a, number. Yeah. It's a really great. It's number. An amazing number. And I, I also love "Posh" or whatever the song. Posh is, is great with a capital P. O S H Posh. It's posh with a capital P. O S H Posh. You know, sinks into the. What is happening? This maddening grandpa from. It was very, you know, truly scrumptious. It was. It was a bunch of great numbers. It was very fashionable to hate Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when I was a kid when it came out because you know. It had bad blue screen and it was just so stupid. And and I recently we rewatched and 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 it was and talk about ruining the book. <laughs> it was a t- there's nothing other than the title. There's and the and the first like ten pages the setup. There's nothing between the movie version and the in the actual book, which was written by 
Roald Dahl, right? Ian Fleming, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. I knew that. I previously knew that. <laughs> Ian I'm Fleming sorry. wrote the original book, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, it's true. Look it up. Chitty Chitty Bang uh, Bang, the movie is dark and good. But that's the thing. It's overly is, like, long. Recently, I, but I, dark and good. after you know, a long time of not having seen it, I recently watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and it was, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing yep. musical. Yes, it's it a is. great musical. Not to mention a good... Three quarters of the movie is a fantasy takes place on the beach while they're just exactly sort of most of them, that, that that's the uh, in the end it, it pays for itself by saying all that was was a, was really just a fantasy the Dallas on it but the um, <laughs> that's some amazing song and dance no there's there. great I mean most of the songs in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang are outstanding there's only a couple that there's only a couple that fall it's by got the way the freaking child catcher in there one of the great scary characters yeah, in, in really movie history but there's three there's three kinds of movies and I, I, I was talking about and that Benny one Hill. which is the one that like surges up it sort of swells up into these musical numbers then you've got the musicals that are sort of postmodern, they kind of laugh at, laugh at the fact that they're doing a musical, even if they're not they're not hostile towards musicals, but they're ironic about it. And then there's the third type, which is almost not a musical. It just sort of plays into what's happening. Like you're watching a musical about a band, and you see sure. a lot of their songs. Spice sure. World would fall into the third category. Yeah. Shit like that. Um, Someone mentioned Blues Brothers. It's, Blues Brothers. That's like that. a yeah. similar thing, although there are a couple of That'd be moments. The third the, the, it sort of starts with performance that then sort of bursts out into becoming yeah. more of a musical number more more often than that. I don't know anything about Avenue Q, but I, I suspect it's in the second category where it's. Well, that's a puppet there, thing, there, so again, the, it's got that weird. They're sort of. You know. Having a good time with it. Here I am, just going to sing a song <laughs> for you. Got the someone, weird puppet thing. Someone got that weird puppet thing. Someone <laughs> mentioned one that I wanted to, to talk about as well Popeye. Oh wow! Is, yeah. The Robin Williams movie. The Robin Williams that. movie. I never saw that. Occupies this. I, yeah. I'm convinced it's a musical. It's a musical, but I'm convinced it's an anti-musical. <laughs> I can yeah. honestly because the songs are so bad. Yeah, the music is so bad. And Altman stages them so atrociously, and it's staged so badly. I'm I'm almost when I rewatched it in the last couple years. I rewatched it, and I'm like, I have to believe that this was like an act of defiance against the idea <laughs> yes. of musicals. Like, this yeah. was a deliberate thing like, where it's like... Like, the studio foisted a musical onto Robert Altman, and he e- Either said, that... They said, you. we won't make any movie you want to make, but you can direct Popeye if you want. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll direct the fuck out of and Popeye. He's, and he's... But it's... But it, like, like a... This, this weird, heady... Like intellectual <laughs> objection to the idea that movies like this have to be musicals. Like someone told him you can't make it and not it not be a musical, and he's like, "Oh, I'll show you." And so he made it a musical, but made it like the worst musical it's like ever. An angry, <laughs> yeah, it's the angry musical. If you if you think of it as being that kind of weird, ironic musical, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> as a protest against musicals. Yeah, you're saying Jeez. exactly. Now I've written I have written two musicals. I wrote one that was sort of a type one. Everyone kind of swings up and surges into song. Uh, and that didn't get made. And I wrote another one, which is sort of a type three, which was Sad Max, which is more the, the, the nature of the story excuses the songs kind of thing, like the bands would, like Spice World or something like that, where it's literally a story about a guy who does music into a webcam. Hence, that's what's going on, which it's, it's really difficult, uh, going with what Mike was saying earlier, it's really difficult to write for a type one or type two musical, if we're using my vernacular. It's really difficult to write, and then the song happens, this makes sense. I promise. Those are harder to write. And, I, and I, I ran into a lot of trouble with the first one that I did. Sad Max, I basically excused all of that shit because it's so difficult to do. And I think you have to... I, I think the only way you can really get away with that confidently, not knowing exactly how the movie is going to come together or the production is going to come together, is if it's a smaller one. Like, I would not have any confidence whatsoever going into writing a big-ass musical. Especially from scratch. 
if you told me to well well you're looking at it though from the from the music standpoint of it certainly because from a from a writing standpoint like i i didn't actually have to write this or anything but just conceptually there were at the amazon studios thing they were looking for someone to rewrite something so we submitted a pitch and stuff like that and one of them was a musical and i was like fuck i don't know but in the in the description they're like don't worry about the songs if we pick your idea we will hire someone to write the songs for for your thing you just basically say where they go and what they accomplish <laughs> that's, well that's that's geez that makes yeah. it so much easier exactly and yeah, as i was all, writing that's, it that's all it is. i was like this is so much easier because and then, then he, like, he sings a song about how he wants to have a tail <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was so great because i'm like and here's where the song goes and that's so liberating because it's like they can just sing about well it. you know it's funny, i don't though. have to figure out clever ways to get that out in subtext they can just sing the song I found, where this happens I, I, and i found so i actually found so many opportunities for songs that way i had an easy time uh, I mean, generally speaking, I understand how story structure works and all that because diff. But I actually had an easier time once I had gotten the outline of the movie out and slugging in where songs go. I had an easier time writing a song for a prompt than writing prose mm. for a, a tween prompt kind of thing. Sure. I actually had an easier time going in this song. He's going to start. Uh, I'll pick one. Uh, one day, which is his I want number in the in the musical. It's like one day somehow we'll be far from here. It starts with him saying in still his previously deluded fashion, this is going to be fine. It's going to be okay. I do not accept this. And by the end, the last, si- the last line of the song is, I'm going to die in here and manage the transition over the course of the song. Sure. I found those kind of prompts with the, write a song that does this easier than I find writing the in-between parts. Hmm. We need to get together and be a super team. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, the one time I wrote a musical... Um, I, Look I, at us! We're, we're <laughs> awesome. I wrote a musical years and years ago. Is one of the first things I ever directed. It was uh, for the Queen Mary, um, oh. and it was a puppet show about the making of the Queen Mary. And it was called the Story of Number Five Three Four, which is the was the construction t- name number of uh, of the Queen Mary, ship number five three four. And I wrote this musical about it with puppets, and it's still it's still one of the more I still have videotapes of it that are I don't think there's a machine still in existence that will play those videotapes. But, <laughs> but um, it was actually you know for something when I really wasn't. You know, I'd only just come out of film school, and the one thing I knew I didn't want to be as a writer, um, you know, wrote this, you know, especially not, you know, writing a musical. <laughs> Flash uh, forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God help me. That's, I've never wanted to be a writer, and it's what I'm stuck with. But the, um, you know, it actually was, it came out really quite good. And, and we had many people who, like, would remark on, you know, for, I come to the theme park. And that was a good show. I come to the theme park, you know, and it's like, oh, puppet show, God, you know, pl- let me slash my wrist, but it's hot and I want to sit indoors for a half hour. Fine. <laughs> Do your goddamn puppet show, you know? And then people would go like, so many people would say they were surprisingly entertained by it. <laughs> it was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, my secret weapon um, is actually, because it's actually really fun to write lyrics, but of course I have no musical chops whatsoever. Um, so all I did was I wrote the, I wrote the, you know, I understood enough about musical construction where I said, okay, and now the character has to, you know, I, I knew about the I want number and the, you know, the rivalry number and the, you know, let's do the, you know, we're working together number and the, you know, all those, you know, sort of beats were, you know, I knew to plug in. Um, but when it came to actually writing the songs, what I did was I went to my my stock of albums of musicals soundtracks, which I had quite a few of, and I was like, okay, it needs a song here that needs to be like that song from Barnum, and and so I would literally just take that song from Barnum, <laughs> and I would write my own lyrics to that song from Barnum, <laughs> knowing that we're not going to use the song from Barnum, can't do that. But at least it gives me like, this is the kind of, the kind of, you know, the, this, it gives me a rhyme scheme and I would just follow that rhyme scheme as if we were going to do like a weird Al version of, right. you know, we're going to do this song from Barnum, but it's going to be the song in my show instead. But then I just took those lyrics and gave them to a composer 
and said, this needs to be an upbeat kind of number. Go. And he wrote completely different music. Under the lyrics and to the scheme. lyrics, and we had a completely original song that way. <laughs> so, so every every single musical number was written that way. So it, it became it started out as like a song from you know working, and then I wrote different lyrics, and then a guy wrote different music, and then we had a completely different song that you would never go that they totally stole that from working <laughs> because it has in no relation other than the rhyme scheme to to that original song. I did that for one song in Sad Max, and I'll never tell. <laughs> it works. It totally, it totally works. fucking works. <laughs> it's the. Uh, it's actually hard to be the guy who knew you were doing that and then write different music. Yeah, because it's like, no, 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 check up, no, not that song. Well, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I never told him what the original right, music I was. I said it, it'd be easier if he just said here. As the it needs to be go. kind of a kind of an up tempo. This, you know, I told him what kind of a style it should be. But then he would just come up with stuff, and then we and then we would kind of tweak the lyrics a little bit to like, well, what if we went like this? Okay, fine, yeah, that's great, you know. So, so there was some cutting and pasting that would happen. But uh, it's an, it's it's I recommend it highly. <laughs> if, you, if you need to write lyrics and you're not musical at all, just pick a song. Pick a song that's the right kind of song, and then get yourself a musician later. <laughs> I can't fathom ever being able to write music no. at all. <laughs> I know. It's ever. Oh, it's so fun. It is fun. I really enjoy and there was some there lyrics was, is one thing. The music lyrics is, is really fun. Lyrics I, I, I feel well, like if I really I stretch myself yeah. I could do lyrics, but no, I, I love writing musical structure. When you, when you really nail that like uh, perfect phrasing of you know with a rhyme, you know, it's oh. it's well, it's dude, like I sex, mean, man. Even on, like, <laughs> you know you've well, done even something. On, I mean, even on lyrics, and this will be my last sad Mac anecdote because it's getting fucking tiresome. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. But, um, <laughs> it was months ago. But even man. lyrics. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> in terms of finding the right phrasing for a thing, even though it's this isn't a, a rhyme-based statement, getting into, there's a song towards the end of the movie where uh, I can't tell you the, the circumstances without spoiling it, and I don't think anyone cares, but I won't. Uh, but he gets to the point where he's at his bottom. Right, he's at the lowest point, and I needed to get into the song that was about feelings. And there's no, it's it's a nebulous song. It's more of a you're painting with a big fat brush and just kind of getting an impressionistic view of his feelings kind of song. And I had no way of getting into it, and I just was playing the the I had the music already, and I was just playing this thing over and over again in my you know dun 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 ba dun 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 just over and over and over again. And it took me hours and hours and hours to come up with the one line that got me into the song and then once i had that line it was it was in and that ended that ended up being uh ever get the feeling that your heart's no good like that as a as a prompt for a whole song got me right into it but it took forever and it was it was agony to get there because every (laughs) single fucking line sounded so trite and awful and that one just with the tone of the song sounded so conversational and kind of innocent that it was perfect and then it was like sex. Up until that point, it was like dragging your calves over thumbtacks. It was awful. That's my picture of awful. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, Disney music. That's some people's picture of sex, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sting. Right. Yeah. So, no, yeah, we were going to say something about Disney musicals, Disney musicals like a year ago, right? right? Go ahead. Well, we're coming up on... Well, they've been the ones keeping the form alive as opposed to others. Uh, I mean, there's a running thing in the chat room where they've mentioned some some really interesting examples like, uh, you know, Newsies kind of killed the genre for about a decade. Yeah, um, that'll do it. You know, um, and then someone came back at it. But it seems like when you think of musicals in, in film that... Often you think of like, well, yeah, but they keep bombing. I mean, you know, Rent, you know, Rent no was this, you know. No one. No one saw I don't even remember them barely releasing it. Did it even get a, weird, a wide release? It got a release, but it, it wasn't they didn't release. advertise it, it well. Release. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's the biggest show on Broadway, and, and you know, we're going to make a movie out of it, but then Nobody for, some reason, it. for some reason we're not even going to tell you that we made that movie. We're, you know, it's like, 
what the deal chorus line was not a satisfactory transition to movie because again it was directed by richard attenborough the guy who's never directed a well-directed movie yet um somehow they just sometimes get successful but, but he uh, knows his way around the kitchen he's oh he does <laughs> and a great little dancer by the way um strangely enough that's amazing but um I didn't know that about him, but I, I'm glad to know it. <laughs> but he's, I just pictured John Hammond just, dancing just with his cane up. in hat. I just totally made that up, but uh, you know, now it's sticking. Oh, cool, but, great. Um, but, you know, it's like uh, Newsies or whatever is, is, you know, oh, yeah, musicals, they don't work. Annie was, Annie was, did okay, but it was a, you know, no. didn't, make, Billy didn't Elliot. make his money back. Billy Elliot, is that a musical? Let's Billy Elliot, dancing. Billy Elliot, the movie is, it's another thing that might make that, that you know, uh, Ouroboros loop because it's not a musical it's a movie, but not a musical. It is now a musical on Broadway. It no. may someday be a movie again <laughs> with into the a songs. Movie again. Yeah. Just, well, like Hairspray came around twice. Yeah, Hairspray became was a movie, then became a Broadway musical, and then became a musical movie, <laughs> which did okay, I think. Is directed, in fact, by the same director same guy who as did. Rock of Ages. Yeah. And Rock of Ages was also a stage show as well. Yes, it? that's yeah, correct. It was. Yeah. With Chris Hardwick playing the role of what Tim Cross yeah. would labor, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise would never play. Wait, the yeah. Nerdist guy? The yeah. Nerdist guy was, Tom, was Stacey Jacks. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently yeah. you can he's, sing. He's an all right singing voice, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Now, speaking of Disney, though, <laughs> we actually have for the... Hey, man. It, it seems like there wasn't ever a period where Disney movies weren't musicals, but there was. Mm. And a lot of that is born either of the uh, previously mentioned resurgence of musical theater Disney movies in the late 80s, early 90s, and then the movies that came after them that were influenced by the movies that came in a couple of decades ago. But the last 20 years of Disney movies being song-ish, even the ones that they didn't do, are an Alan Macon, Howard Ashman thing. Because they were the ones that they brought in. To, they wanted a musical number for some movie. And they're like, why, 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 why'd you stop doing like the whole movie as a song thing? That was great. Let's do that. And then they did Little Mermaid and the entire world lost their minds. Yeah. And they're like, yep, we're doing that now. And they do that now. But even movies that they didn't do later, like a Goofy movie has several really, really great musical numbers in it. I don't think they even touched that movie. And of course, no one remembers that movie because no one saw it except for the people that were born the day I was born. But yeah. there's a couple really everyone knows that everyone of a certain generation that I'm also part of like knows the music from that. I've actually never seen a Goofy movie. I just yeah. know the music. I, from I certainly think I haven't either. A goofy movie's okay. What you want? It. What you want to do? It's actually it's one of the early numbers in the movie, so it's not even a spoiler. You won't have to know the context of the movie. Just Google uh, a Goofy movie after today. The number after today is perhaps the one of the. I, I don't want to go too too strongly here, but it's an incredibly catchy song. It's just a great song, and the number is really wonderfully orchestrated, even for a cartoon and all those things. Uh, but After Today is amazing. And then they had a fake Michael Jackson pop song called There's one Eye called to Eye. Eye to Eye, and there's one called Stand Out. I like both of those. Yeah. Those are the ones both that I really like. Movie. Just, they had a great musical director on that show. Yeah. In any case, I like musicals. I'm a big fan of them. <laughs> I don't know enough of them, mostly just because I'm, stage. A, I'm afraid to go <laughs> to a theater. But that's me. I enjoy musicals on stage because I, I, I like, you know, I'm always impressed by the fact that, wow, they're really doing it. Yeah. That person is right actually now. singing that entire song right there in front of me. Yeah, and dancing. Nonstop. And dancing. Yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones was on The Daily Show the other day and they showed a, a clip, you know, because she was there for Rock of Ages. And, and she was slobbering all over Jon Stewart. Yeah, she really kind of was. Like, oh, I love you. I love your show. Uh, but they showed a Lucky. clip of her from Rock of Ages and like, damn girl, you're actually doing that. <laughs> yeah. She, and, she, and, and, she could move. In the interview, she's, you know, she's saying, because... Stuart asked her about, you know, well, is it different doing it from, you know, on stage versus on sets? Because, you know, on stage, you have the audience to feed off of and respond to, which you don't really have. And she's like, yeah, you, you, you look for, you look at the grips to see if the grips are, you know, <laughs> giving you anything back and, and try to try to draw that energy because it's 2 a.m. in the goddamn morning. You'd be doing it all day and it's like you're tired and you need something to, to, to pull that performance from you. 
But in, in the clip they showed, at least, is like, yeah. yeah, that's... That was, was it, on the other hand... with your best shot where they show showing yeah. the, the church. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the other hand, you can do it a billion times and <laughs> only stage. have to keep the one yeah. that... No, on, on for film, you only yeah. have to keep the one where you did it right. right. Every you night, it. you've got to nail it yeah, if you're on right, stage. Right. All right, let's... Uh, we're at basically at an hour. That's a good time to knock it off here. Sure. But let's, uh, let's go around the room real quick. Brian's exempt if he wishes to be. Uh, <laughs> favorite musical? Set it all aside. Mm. Pick one that you have. Mm. Desert Island favorite musical. Brian Finnefter? The Muppet movie. All right. all right. Mike? I'm I'm going to go with Little Shop. Close second, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, okay. Oh, I forgot to mention that shit. Yeah. Trey? Oh, there you go. Well, having I'm, I'm just going to throw another name in there. Uh, you know, having said, Little Shop certainly is, is high on the list. And uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, surprisingly in retrospect. Um, I, would, I would say that... And they're doing a they're doing a live theater presentation of this, and later this month or whatever. Oh, Teague, we should go to that. Of uh, <laughs> no, no, I will kill you. No, no, it's where it's 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 where they it's they show the movie. It's an old movie, but they show it in the theater because of hey, digital projection. Why not? Oh, oh. Um, they're doing a, a one night only revival of Singing in the Rain. And if you oh, oh. if you haven't seen Singing in the Singing Rain, Singing in the Rain's great. Yeah. You really should see Singing in the Rain. It's one of those things. It's, it's 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 we've had a discussion recently on the on the forums about essential movies. It's like okay, look, if you want to know what martial arts movies are. Right. See this. See these. You know, if you want to know what an action movie is, see this. Um, an old Hollywood musical. Singing in the Rain is like if you want to see like just the 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 high point of like the musical form, you know. And it's you know, unless you completely hate musicals, you'll go okay. I don't love musicals, but I get that that's why that's a classic movie. You watch it and go, yup. Yeah. If you want just you know just to see Donald O'Connor do uh, make him laugh is just is worth the price of admission alone, right there. I tend to go Little Shop, but and then Mike said Nightmare, and I forgot about that one. I love both of those, and they're rather contemporary, so it makes me sound uncool. But Little Shop is probably my favorite, but I'm a huge loser for Alan Menken uh, and Howard Ashman together. If I wasn't going to go Little Shop, I would probably go for another one of their musicals, which is more uncool. Uh, but setting that aside, I'd go Little Shop number one and then West Side Story number two. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. West Side Story has a bunch of really great songs. That too is, I mean, that's a whole different tone. It's a little more, you know, modern day, a little more, you know, edgier version. If you want to go another decade in the, into the future from Singing in the Rain, then, then West Side Story is also a, a fine, if you must see one, then see that one. Yep. Anyway, so this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please get a brand new episode every single week. Uh, and at iTunes, it's convenient that you can actually like rate and review us. That'd be cool, too. Uh, Twitter.com slash Down in Front. <laughs> kind of Facebook, Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Register and involve yourself in the conversation. It's amazing. And every week we post whenever the shows are going to happen. They're at downinfront.net slash live. But the forum, Twitter, and Facebook will usually tell you what's going on. So you can be here for this thingy, and then you can get involved in the chat live and talk to us and then we get distracted by what you say it's great yep. anyway holden hill designed to maintain the website until oh my god there it was i lost it oh so holden close. hill designed to maintain the website <laughs> buy our shirts my name is t christie brian finifter my scott it's been down in front thank you very much for listening good, good night, night good night good night oh we should have done good night good night yeah good night good night down in front is over. Oh, and shout out to Dr. Horrible because they're getting on our case in the chat room. Also, Dr. Horrible. <laughs> you can find videos. I was in that lair. You can find videos of me doing <laughs> freeze ray on YouTube. Have fun. Bye, guys. <laughs>